Hey, nosy neighbors, it's Kylie. And I'm Mary. And you're listening to Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. We are starting off this week's episode with a shout out. Shout out to Jason. From Laurel, Mississippi. You go, Jason. Do you remember the case of Weta Keaton? I think so. Wasn't there like lore? It was the uh, Southern Lizzie Borden. Oh my God, yes. So episode 63, if you haven't listened. Go back and do it. It's the Mississippi Lizzie Borden, Weta Keaton, also known as the Legs Case. And we asked our listeners if there was actually grass growing on the grave. Uh-huh. So Jason, who is a groundskeeper for the graveyard. No way said that he asked his partners in crime and they said that grass did not grow there until about 10 years ago no way and he sent a picture so it's true mm-hmm. oh i love that when the little lore is true i know like that can't be true that can't be true yeah. but he sent a picture you go jason i love it there's grass it's kind of sparse it's more like grass implants oh my gosh it does <laughs> like you know how when grafted on their heads it does. <laughs> yes or like when you try and grow grass yourself and you patch in things mm. and it's not yeah it's clumpy grass <laughs> it's, it's grass plugs <laughs> It is grass plugs. It's something that a golfer pulled off his shoe. Yeah. Thank you to Jason. (laughs) Thanks, Jason. So this week we did something a little different. Mm -hmm. We work together. (laughs) We are working together. And we are going to bring you something that we were always curious about. And with a couple of documentaries and specials on TV, Mm -hmm. it seems like more people are interested. So we are going to educate you. Yes. I think you've heard us mention it a few times, but we're finally going to talk about the Amber Alert. Yes, we are. So everyone living in the United States has heard of the Amber Alert. If not, then they're living under a stone. (laughs) Many of us have seen one broadcasted on the news, received a phone alert, or even driven by a sign on the highway with an urgent, quote, Amber Alert, unquote, lit up with standard information. Ever wonder about the backstory? Mm -hmm. Is Amber a real person? I know that I always thought that, like, is Amber a real person? or is it an acronym yeah and if so is she alive and if not what happened to her for those of you not living in america the amber alert system began in 1996 when dallas fort worth broadcasters teamed up with local police to develop an early warning system to help find abducted children Mm -hmm. amber is an acronym which stands for america's missing colon broadcast emergency response and was created in response to a child abduction and murder in Arlington, Texas. Other states and communities set up their own Amber Alert plans as the idea was adopted across the nation, eventually becoming federal practice. But before there was the Amber Alert, there was Amber. Amber Hangerman was born on November 25th, 1986 in Arlington, Texas. Her mother, Donna Whitson, gave birth to her daughter when Donna was only 18 years old. Yep, young mother. (laughs) Amber's father, Richard Hangerman, was 34. Mm -hmm. And together, they also had a son, Richard. They called him Ricky. And he was born four years after Amber. Amber was a really great big sister to 
her brother, always watching out for him, keeping him under her wing. The family lived together until the children were around three and seven when Richard started drinking heavily. Donna moved herself and her children out of the situation and into a woman's shelter. The shelter was able to help Donna find an apartment and set up Social Security. This was where the news first found Amber and featured her family. A local news station, WFAA, wanted to do a profile on a single mother with two children on welfare. Mm -hmm. Pam Curry and some of her female colleagues felt strongly about depicting the, quote, real average American household slash family. Donna had been on her own for over nine months, going to school as well as volunteering, and her children were thriving and attending school as well. Amber was a silly, smart, fun-loving little girl. November 25th, 1995, she celebrated her ninth birthday. And unfortunately, what would be her last? On January 13th, 1996, in Arlington, Texas, Amber and Ricky were visiting their grandparents, Jimmy and Glenda Whitson. It was a nice, warm winter day, and the two wanted to go and ride their bikes as soon as they arrived to their grandparents' house. Amber and Ricky had a usual route that would take them around the block, and it was something that they did almost every time they visited. But on this day, however, they did it a different way. Around 3.10 p.m., Amber and her brother were seen out front riding their bikes in the street. They rode down the street and to what they called the ramp, which was a loading ramp for an old grocery store. According to Ricky, it was a place where they were only supposed to ride when they had an adult present. Mm -hmm. When Amber wanted to stay a little longer, her brother rode home. He was afraid of getting in trouble. So he left Amber all alone. She said that she would be right behind him, but Ricky arrived alone. Their grandfather was immediately concerned when Ricky told him where they'd been. Yeah. So he brought Ricky and they quickly drove up to that lot. Mm -hmm. And there they saw Amber's pink bike on the ground and she was nowhere to be found. 78-year-old Jimmy Kevill was working in his yard when he saw the kidnapping and immediately called 911. The call came in at 3.18 p.m. and Kevill reported seeing a man grab a screaming little girl and put her into his black short bed pickup truck. When police arrived at the scene of the abduction, they found Amber's grandfather and brother looking for her. They quickly realized that the call they'd received was for Amber Hagerman. Police searched the area for black pickup trucks, but in Texas, it was a very common <laughs> style and color. Yeah. They pulled over several I believe it. pickup trucks and none of them held Amber. Statistics show that in 74% of cases, when an abducted child is murdered, they are killed within the first three hours. <sighs> This makes every second precious. In the 1990s, the fastest way to deliver information, however, was the 6 o'clock news. And she was abducted when? At 3.18. Nearly three hours after Amber's kidnapping. 
That evening, when they announced that Amber was missing, rather than a standard grainy photo, as was common practice, they were able to broadcast a clip reel from that WFAA documentary they'd just been recording throughout the past months. Yeah. This production was actually going to air the week following Amber's kidnapping about the welfare. Yeah. But now the footage of her playing with her brother and blowing out her birthday candles was being used to tell a more tragic story. Hundreds of volunteers appeared to search for the little girl. The community felt they knew Amber after seeing this on the news and could relate to a family left without answers. Yeah. After the news aired, hundreds of tips and leads came into law enforcement. The media was ever-present and the family took every opportunity to get Amber's story out to the public and plead for help. Mm -hmm. Less than 1% of child abduction cases are stranger abductions. <sighs> Though this seems as it was indeed the case, investigators looked into Amber's family and close friends. One by one, all were cleared and police were left to ask the public for assistance. A task force was created of 15 police and FBI agents canvassing all nearby homes, conducting interviews, and investigating Investigating every single tip. Then, late evening of January 17, 1996, the body of a young girl was discovered in a creek by a man walking his dog. <sighs> walking the dog. Stuart Coker was walking by the water behind his apartment complex when he saw her and shouted to his wife to call 911. Police at the scene were reluctant to identify the girl until a formal autopsy was complete. But Stewart recognized the face that he'd seen all over the news for the past four days. It was Amber Hagerman. She was found less than four miles from where she was taken. <sighs> yeah. Amber's mother, Donna, decided she wanted to keep Amber's memory alive. She uses her voice and personal experience to bring about change. Donna testified to pass a bill creating a nationwide system to track sex offenders. Her mission was to protect the children and try and make a difference. Mm -hmm. Both Amber's family and law enforcement were frustrated. Her kidnapping occurred in broad daylight on a busy street, but they had no new information. The police needed better tools to utilize during child abductions when every minute matters. One woman saw this need as well, and she also saw a solution. Her name is Donna Simone, and she hoped her idea would help save the next missing child. Diana called the radio station and suggested using the emergency broadcast system to alert all listeners of child abductions. Genius. Yes. She proposed that everyone has a radio on while they're driving. Mm-hmm. So everyone who heard the alert would be another set of eyes and ears looking for the missing child or adolescent. Mm. It would utilize a loud sound to gain the audience attention. Yes. And for those of you that have never heard it, it sounds like this. Did I scare you? <laughs> <laughs> that sound would play before giving listeners the most important information such as where the abduction occurred, what the suspect looks like, what the victim looks like, a vehicle description, 
She suggested they call it the Amber Plan. It turned into a partnership between law enforcement and broadcasters to work together when time is critical. Amber's mom was an advocate behind the plan and hoped to bring missing boys and girls home to their families. Radio stations around Arlington, Texas jumped on board to bring this idea to life. In November 1998, almost three years after Amber's abduction, it was finally time to test the alert system. Patricia Sokolowski was a new mom to a two-month-old newborn baby. She was returning to work and needed someone to watch her daughter, so Patricia hired a woman named Sandra Joyce Fallis a quote friend to babysit and went off to work leaving her precious bundle with someone she trusted eight hours later when she went to pick up her baby both her newborn and the sitter were gone helpless patricia called 911 and the amber alert system was activated the woman's description hair and eye color height weight skin tone the make and model and color of her car were all broadcasted to the public i've got chills right now (laughs) (laughs) i believe me too i have chills all over my body 30 minutes after the alert went out police got what they'd hoped for a man called in reporting quote the amber alert the lady is right in front of me (laughs) i can't believe it. i just can't believe it then he described the vehicle and read the license plate number and told the 911 operator his location Upon pulling beside the car, the man even saw the missing infant sitting in the front seat. Mm-hmm. Wow. The baby was recovered and Sandra was arrested. It worked. it worked. The very first victim was recovered. Wow. After that, the rest of Texas called Arlington and asked how they could start using this amazing tool. And soon the rest of the country followed. Amber Alert went nationwide in 2000. And on April 30th, 2003, there was an appointed National Amber Alert Coordinator at the Department of Justice. Wow. And you know, by the way, the president was a Texan. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, just do it another fellow Texan proud. Mm Mm-hmm. With more eyes and ears looking, it makes it harder for the perpetrators to hide. The alert originally popped up on your television, radio, and billboards, but now it includes your cell phone as well as social media. Mm -hmm. You hear that alarm go off, and it's a feeling of instant panic. Yeah. These alerts include a description and age of the child, a vehicle with a plate number, the location the abduction took place, Mm -hmm. and a phone number to call with any tips. More than a thousand children have been found because of the Amber Alert system. Wow. Sadly, Amber's case is still unsolved after 27 years. I can't believe it. There have been no leads and no arrests. I can't believe it. And every time an Amber alert goes off, Amber's brother Ricky tells Amber, quote, it's time to get to work, sis, unquote. And with every positive outcome, Amber's mom looks up to the heavens and tells her daughter that she did it again. (sighs) Amber alerts are a critical tool. I just got (laughs) goosebumps. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Amber alerts are a critical tool used to help 
find missing children across the country. I know. I wonder if it's across the world. Yeah, or anything similar. Anyone not in the United States, let us know if you guys have that type of system. Amber Hagerman will never be forgotten. Mm -hmm. And Amber's killer is out there somewhere. Yeah. At the end of one of the documentaries, we actually learned that her brother, Ricky, Mm -hmm. had a baby who shares a birthday with his sister. With Amber. Born on November 25th. Mm -hmm. How beautiful. So if you know anything about Amber's adoption, please call the authorities. Loose lips. You know, it's been 27 years. Maybe you know of somebody who had a pickup truck Mm -hmm. who lived in Arlington. Exactly. And the overwhelming theme from what I saw is they did believe it was someone local Mm -hmm. to the area who knew the area. Because of that stream. Yep. Like nobody knew that was back there. The stream when and after she was abducted, Cable had said that he turned left towards town, whereas if he had turned right, whoever abducted her Mm -hmm. would have gotten right onto the highway, which gives him such a broader plethora of options to go. Oh. So he went back into this into town into arlington mm-hmm. so someone knows somebody so you think maybe he brought her home mm-hmm. someone knows something around there and we'll also link on the show notes uh a tip line if you, if you know anything about amber's abduction yes um thanks for listening hope you learned something new i did i certainly <laughs> did i absolutely did oh my gosh every time i was like no way no way and you know what's crazy is how amber the spelling of Amber like. was an acronym for America's Missing Broadcast Emergency Response. Right? Crazy. It's it's tragic. And I mean, her mom just said how as much as she loves that Amber was able to do this, she wished there was something like this around back then. Because you know Amber would be here. With tragedy comes triumph. Because somebody saw it happen. They had a description. Mm-hmm. If they put out an Amber Alert right away, yeah, someone would have seen the car. Heartbreaking. Took 30 minutes two years later. Yeah. I mean, three years later. Yeah. Well, almost three years. Yeah. November. Yes. Well. Wow. Well, thank you for listening. Yes. Remember to also listen to your mother's people. And make good choices. Stay nosy, neighbors. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Jace. Thank you for joining us. I'm Mary. I'm Kylie. And you've been listening to Sipping with Snacked, a true crime podcast. Be sure to follow us on our Instagram at Sipping with Snapped. Twitter at Sipping Snapped. Facebook, Sipping with Snapped, a true crime podcast. Join our Patreon, Sipping with Snapped. And if you forget all that, go to our website, www.sippingwithsnapped.com. We've got links to everything. Cheers. Cheers. Logan, say I love you.